In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Defenders, welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast and mine. It is Defend Your Movie. I am one of your lovable co-hosts, Andrew Fiore, along with my equally, if not more lovable, sidekick. No. We can think of other, other adjectives, I guess. We can think shakeable. Well, not shakeable. shakeable. <laughs> that voice here is, of course, Sean Donnelly. Yes. Hello there, Defenders. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you so much for meeting me again for another episode of the podcast. Of course. <laughs> uh, it's always a pleasure to hang out and, and talk movies. And uh, we have a very, uh, very, very funny guest today. Super funny, dude. Yeah. You see him all over the place. Evan Williams, ladies and hey, gentlemen. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Thank you for doing Thanks this, for man. Me. Dubs. I always feel cooler when people say E-dubs. 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 A little bit. I wish I had an initial name that you can't do anything with AF. It's just like AF. A- <laughs> and when, when As Fuck came around, <laughs> yeah. it kind of was like, oh, a glimmer of hope. It was a glimmer of hope for you? <laughs> yeah, I had nothing going well, on because AF. It was, was a like, thing. Was like a oh, it's, it's, it's for a, As Fuck, you know? Yeah. Oh, you as, had, I thought you said As Fuck. No, no, no. Oh, as okay. Fuck. Yeah, it yeah, would no, be like AF, AF. And then it would throw me off because you'd see people just writing, I was high AF the other day. And I'd be like, die. You're throwing me off, man. Because you see your initials. Yeah, see my initials. You're Andy AF all the time. But I don't have like 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 my friend Lindsay's, you know, like LD, you know, like Larry David. SDs, yeah, it doesn't have the same like nah. L, you know. What's your middle, dude? Joseph. A- AJF is not working AJF, in any, any direction. Yeah, no. AJF? I tried to swing into it no. and nothing came. My middle is even worse. SPD. I'm EMW. I sound like a like that sounds a new like a car. medical worker. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I'm going to school to be an EMW. My cousin, my, my cousin Denise Teresa Fiore, DTF. Oh, nice. <laughs> Down the fuck, baby. Nice. Oh, she must. Oh my god, I feel bad. Well, she's a little older. She was like, yeah, I made it almost 45 years of my life before that became a thing. You're right. <laughs> like, no, it's way more popular. She's like, I made it. I made it through the uh, the obstacle courses of grade school and high school and college before that ever became yeah. a real known ac- acronym. Yeah, that's <laughs> awful. That sucks. I you feel know, bad. Past the years where that would have been something you would even own. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. In your 40s, it's like, you don't talk like that. But man, you were, you were a Thomas away from being an STD, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I was still a very Irish Sean Thomas. Yeah. I think I said this before on the podcast. My my initial name was going to be Terrence Aloysius. That was going to be my first and middle name. <laughs> wow. Because Dad. my sister was Tara Ann, so they were going to keep a T.A. Alo- Aloysius, Aloysius is, is from the, that, that nun parable, right? Is it? What's I don't it know. Called? I think it's super Irish. What's the one that Pat, Pat, Sean Patrick Flannery, whatever. It was a movie with Meryl Streep. She like won for it. What do you I don't even know. Doubt. 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 Oh, Doubt. Sister Aloysius was uh, Meryl Streep. It's a Doubt. very religious name, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just like they were looking at Irish names. And they were yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, Terrence Aloysius. Aloysius. Yeah. I don't even uh, know how to spell always, that now. 
I always <laughs> pronounce it wrong. I'm finding out right now. I always said Aloysius. 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 That's the Jewish way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about it, this Aloysius? It sounds like you're more <laughs> nauseous or something. Like, oh, yeah. Aloysius right now, dude. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, dude. Yeah, man. Usually we do we bullshit a little bit. Did you see anything this week that you want to talk about? I did, yeah. I saw It Chapter 2. And opening night, as I see almost every movie. I have a yeah, problem. you are really good about opening oh. nights. Well, here's problem. the thing. That's why I'm excited yeah. you're doing this, because you're a okay. huge movie guy. Yeah, I've been dreaming of doing this podcast for <laughs> years. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm like, it sounds like I'm being like sarcastic. No, but I... But I've dreamed so long that I've missed the ones I wanted to talk about. Like, people have already defended uh, Tokyo Drift. People have already defended... Uh, a couple, man. A couple that I, I would have come in here and really gone to bat for. Batman versus Superman was one. Yes. Yeah. yeah that and would be Nathan the, the, is the best guy to have done that, though. I've talked to him, like, well, he has, for hours. Yeah, he'll, he's nonstop. And he yeah. he has issues with the Marvel movies. And we, we, we got into it. He's one step away from being like, Snyder Cut, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. He's, yeah. he's one step away. He's not that. I don't know why everybody's going nuts. Let's talk about that for a second before Absolutely. we get into it, too. Do you know about this thing? About there's a, there's a, Snyder, a, a cut. Snyder cut of uh, what is it? Of, um, of Justice League. Of Justice League that people are going nuts for. No. Yeah. So and it's, is it supposed to be good? Is that the thing, or is it like how does he have a legion of fans with his track record? That's what I. Okay. Yeah. And I know yeah. the guy had like personal issues or what's going on. Um. Yeah. Well, he stopped the movie because of personal issues. It is unfortunate. Which is unfortunate. A sad. child of his killed yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's totally sad. That sucks. But he critics hate him, but he does have an audience base that loves him. I don't see how. I, I, know. I don't. I don't like him. I think the best yeah. thing he did was The Watchmen, and that's not even that good. Yeah. Yeah. That was so to the letter of the book. Like he he put none of his own creativity into that. It was a bore of a movie to me. It was a bore. I think it, it had it, cool it like, scenes in it. I think it was like this weird yeah, ominous thing. Yeah. The opening is really cool, and then it just think, gets. Ugh. Yeah, I think Dawn of the Dead though is his best. The Dawn of the Dead remake is oh, one of the best. Oh, did he do that? Yeah, he did. okay, that's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah Dawn of the Dead remake is great. You mean with with Ty, Ty Burrell? Yeah, from Modern yeah, Family. Modern Family. Uh, it's actually a great, and he, dirty and he, Modern Family. And he also nailed the feel of it. It has a very campy, yeah, trashy feel to it. And he's and doing it, another one now. He's doing like uh, Army of the Dead or something like that. Is he? Yeah. All right, that I like. Crystalia in it. Really? I can see that. Yeah. But that I like. But I yeah. just I when I saw okay, Batman vs Superman overall, I didn't like it. But nope. I didn't mind as much as people would think they would. That's why I, I told. Watched, I did not like it in theaters, and then I watched the extended cut, and I'm like, yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't be fair that you can like make it better later, and then like in hindsight be like, oh, that was a good movie. The theatrical is not a good movie because it was missing like so much context. And the extended is like an hour longer, and it just everything made more sense. Like in the movie, like. In theaters, like Superman was just like he all of a sudden he'd be on top of a mountain, like talking to a ghost of his dad. And you're like, where does this come from? <laughs> yeah. But like at least in the extended cut, like they show him on that walk, and he like comes across like some uh, some mountain folk, and they're like, don't go up there. It's mystical up there. Whatever. There's just it just adds context. It adds context to the story. Yeah. And, well, there's the other thing. It's like what well, other movies that he's done. If you're running down the list, like most of them, like no, no, no. Three hundred. No. We all lost our minds at that time for three hundred, right? Did you like it then? I never liked three hundred. Yeah, man. I'm, you guys are naming these. This is like I didn't realize he was associated with all that. I'm yeah. just going, ooh, no. I <laughs> yeah. haven't checked off one box yet. Yeah. And it's Not also, even Dawn of the Dead. I didn't see the remake. Oh, okay. You know what does it for me also with him is that he took over for these these Mar- these DC movies after you had the Nolan ones, and it's not his fault that he did that. Right. But yeah. 
you're not sorry. You're not going to win in my no, mind. No, no, especially when you make Batman a murderer. You know, I won't yeah. argue that that was the right decision. That was awful. It was awful. Yeah, that, that's one of the main sticking points of Batman. It's like the thing yeah. that he is. That's guy why his relationship yeah. with the Joker was a thing. They yeah. talk about it in Dark Knight. Right. It's funny to watch him back up his his stance on it too. Because what like he when he, at first they were like he kills people. He's like no, he doesn't. And they're like. He kills a lot of people, and, and he was like, "No, he like he shoots something that blows up, and then the explosion killed them." And it's like, "What? That's killing somebody!" Yeah, and then yeah, later yeah. he was like, "Yeah, he we're kills not people. we're not arguing in court." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, get this knocked down <laughs> yeah. to a manslaughter charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in past was, Batman in in, in, in iterations, like they, iterations they. If he would have shot something that blew up people, you would see them rolling and wiping themselves off. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Would, they would have made sure to be like, yeah. Batman didn't kill him. That's his thing. Also, he if someone has 70 counts of manslaughter. Not it. Not it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so alive, Batman. I'm good. I'm a henchman. I am good, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally fine. <laughs> because that's the thing. Because I think the whole thing is like, his parents were murdered. There you go. You can't, you no matter can't, how dark uh, it gets, you never take a life. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the major thing. Yeah. You, absolutely. So, yeah. that's what I mean. There you go. There's one sticking point of why he stinks. Sure, uh, sure. That's what I mean. Like, I don't see... Justice League was very bad. Justice League, I couldn't... I, didn't, I couldn't. I, I, but I, that's minutes. what... I turned so, it off. So, Snyder Cut is saying that... Those, those are his fans saying that wasn't his fault. And that, like, that, that there's a Snyder happen, Cut out there. Because, like, you know, he, he had a vision for the movie that changed in between... Batman vs Superman and Justice League because he made such a dark movie with Batman vs Superman and that's actually what I like about the movie is that it's the first one that there was no jokes it was dark and like there were consequences and like Superman blew up in a courtroom full of people and there was like it was it was more real than a lot of superhero movies I've seen and the studio though listened to the box office and was like oh people don't like this you need to make it funnier and like more sitcommy like like Marvel and so he did that and um and then he lost a child and stepped away, and Joss Whedon came in and made it even more, more like, like that, like colorful and stuff. And if you watch the trailer, the, the they literally changed the color of the movie. Like the color was darker, and like really, there's like a scene where there's this big battle, and it's like very dark in the first trailer, and then you see the movie, and it's just this like bright red energy is like buzzing all around it and stuff. And there's wow, you know, there's all this stuff in the trailer that didn't show up in the movie, like cyborg, like there's all this cyborg stuff that didn't happen. It's and, way darker. So. The fans think that there's just all these clips on the cutting room floor that they can cut together and easily make it the Snyder Cut. But what they don't understand is that it's impossible. There's there's things that he didn't shoot that would cost millions of dollars to now go shoot for a movie right. that didn't make a lot of money. Right. That they can't Even guarantee alone. people are going to buy the copy of, you know? Right. Well, that's the whole point. It's like you... It's one of those things where uh, it's it's almost like when they have somebody does an interview or somebody's on a reality show and after it's like no nah, they edited me wrong <laughs> yeah, I'm right, actually right. a nice guy or like yeah. you know even even from comedian we all know comedian the documentary uh -huh. Orny Adams he's like they edited me wrong he's like no yeah. no nah, there was things you can't like you can't back out of right. of what you said you at least gave them hours of bad stuff to put sure. in. Right. You know what I mean? So unless he filmed a completely separate movie, yeah. it's still going to look like garbage. If yeah. there is an, an hour of footage of him being a wonderful guy, then he's bipolar. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, on that, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I'm saying as far as Zack Snyder goes, like it, even if with... How much could you have extra on the director's cut... That usually just adds a couple of scenes into it. Maybe, maybe I don't even know what director's cut. You know, I don't even care. 
It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. I think matter. it's usually just an angle to... It's totally. not going to happen, yeah. and so it doesn't matter. But that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm sorry for the guy's personal loss, but... Of course. I've never once been like, oh, that Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. It's like, and also to be... And he was like young when he was handed over the keys to that universe. He was screwing it up. It was not doing well. Mm-mm. And they just still... He has somebody by the balls or something because they just kept giving him movies. Yeah, he did three. He did and he three. Was do more. Has he done now? He's been done. Yeah, he's, he's been done for oh, a while. He's been done. They completely rebranded the whole well, franchise. Well, well, Wonder Woman. Here's the thing, though. Wonder Woman. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I don't see. Did you not like it? It was good. It, it was really like I feel like it was overhyped because of good. Just the, the fact thing. that they made something that was good. Everybody was like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" Yeah. Well, there you, you know go. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was yeah. fine. I think it was. It was fine. You know. Yeah. But I think, but if you, but it really was so much better than. Of course. What and Aquaman making. was fun. It was dumb, but it was really fun. See, I didn't and even watch Shazam Aquaman. I couldn't get through great. Aquaman either. You couldn't get through it? No. Well, yeah. just the premise. I understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's goofy, man. So you. Uh, there's an octopus playing a drum set. <laughs> is there really in it? I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah, there's an octopus that plays the bongos. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that guy's badass. That guy, Jason Momoa. He is that badass. Guy's super yeah. badass. That guy's super badass. There's a scene at the end where he's like, he's whipping around this like rod in this like martial art way and it's like whipping water everywhere and you're like, yes. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do you're this whole Aquaman time. You're making Aquaman cool. They tried yeah. to make you just tell jokes earlier and it was awful, but yeah. when you spun that Stay. rod, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I was all in. When <laughs> you spun that rod, <laughs> uh, from, uh, from one badass to another, I watched The Mule. This week, oh, oh, man. old school badass, the original yeah. badass, yeah. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, get off my lawn! I can't look at him and not see my dad anymore. They have like the same old guy, oh, really? like body shape and movements. <laughs> really? Yeah, they like even facially look similar. Oh, that's it's interesting. Really, yeah. Wow. Well, so the but mule was the mule's about how I tell you, I don't think it, did, it didn't do well because it came out and then it was it did gone. okay box office wise. Um, I don't. I think it got like not panned. But it didn't get lauded, you know. It was yeah. people were just like, "Yeah, it's an okay movie." Which is my take. And he directed it. He directed it. It's a Clint yeah. Eastwood directed movie. It's a cool idea. And he stars in it, and it's an older gentleman in his late eighties who's ruined his relationships with his family, and is now broke, and his home's getting foreclosed on. And a uh, it's a really weird setup. A friend of his daughter's, he's invited to the wedding, and one of her bridesmaids just happens to overhear him like being down on his luck, and she's like. I have a connection to the Mexican drug cartel. <laughs> like, how does she think that's good? This will cheer you She's up. like, yeah. I can implicate you in a huge drug ring. So it's feds on your tail. This is actually a true story, though. It's, uh, it's based on a book of this guy uh, who used to run drugs for the Sinaloa cartel. And he was an older this guy. This is like one of the hugest ones yet because it was such a great cover. It's a great cover. And he made all these runs. But the movie, and I didn't care enough to like research it through thoroughly uh it just kind of ends like it really just kind of ends so nothing happens he just kind of uh bradley cooper um is just kind of on his trail as an fbi agent bradley cooper is in the mule he's in the mule yeah he plays the fbi agent and uh they're tracking him and uh they just kind of have the showdown where they finally stop him and it just uh he basically just like I don't know if spoiler alerts, but he wants to. He basically makes amends with his family, and then it's like they're in court, and then it just kind of ends with him in like a work prison, and like that's it. 
Mm, it really uh, shut, it shuts down. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? Like, like you were waiting. You're like, what? Not even like a recap on the yeah. screen. You know, <laughs> it was one of those where I was just like, oh, I was enjoying it up until just all of a sudden it just like dove off a cliff and uh-huh. ended. But they just told the story. Yeah, yeah. but it was it, it wasn't like I a super traumatic that, ending. Yeah, I don't know. I was just like kind of on the edge of my seat. They made it like they were building up to a big, huge standoff, and then it was just kind of like, oh, no, you're just under arrest, and you're, he pleads guilty in court. He's like, no, I, I did this. I'm guilty, because they were trying to get like lesser charges and all. Uh. You know, He's not in his right mind. He's old. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I'm guilty. But it really was just a hard left turn. Maybe the that's the thing. The, the, whole idea that, that, the fact that it wasn't that is the thing. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. We, we, we're surrounded by movies where there has to be this like, holy shit, there's this turn, there's this Shyamalan yeah, uh-huh. ding-dong so. type thing. And this, but, right. yeah, but you're right. Sometimes, but if, it's, if it seems anticlimactic. It's very anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. That can hurt That can hurt your opinion of a movie when, it's, when you turn around and go, yeah. oh, I know, I don't mind you just telling a straight-up story, but you didn't give me the drama that you gave me earlier in the movie. But the, saying, uh, right? I will tell you this. The whole ride was, was very enjoyable. It's Clint Eastwood being an old guy and like kind of not caring and like talking to the Mexican guys like he would talk to anybody else. He'd be like, all right, easy, essay. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And there's this one scene yeah. where he like, he meets these, uh, he's on the roads and he like pulls over and there's these like, this big lesbian biker gang. And <laughs> he like, he's like, he, he knows cars. So he's like, oh, sir, I think you're, uh, it's your starter thing, and it turns around. It's big butch uh-huh. lesbian. She's yeah. like, she's like, uh, you think I'm a man? He's like, well, what are you? She's and they're like, we're dykes on bikes, and but they're kind of cool because he's old. So yeah. He's just like, she's yeah. just like, all right, have a good day, old man. And he's like, have a good day, dykes. <laughs> <laughs> it's endearing. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like, funny. oh, it's old folksy grandpa racism. It's like the same reason he didn't get in trouble for that movie. Yeah, exactly. Clint Eastwood totally. old. And it's the, yeah, endearing. it's the same thing as like you know Gran I mean? Torino, which right. has some of the funniest racism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just completely yeah. called Asian guys Ching Chong and Clint Eastwood. Yeah, like, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's old Clint Eastwood, you know. I just thought, when I heard that he was in a movie called The Mule, I thought it was just going to be a movie of him walking around with drugs up his ass. <laughs> like, That's what a mule is. That's like Thank what God. a mule does. Like, that, that is true. It's like, Real nah. uncomfortable. And then uh, yes. one more one more quick one. I don't feel so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the other one you saw? Uh, the favorite. Oh, I love now, it. I had you- it on my DVR for a long time and I had a night off over the weekend. I was just like, you know what? Let me just, let me just watch it. I didn't... Normally... Those kind of girls, I don't know, this is going to come out the wrong way, but I ended up loving it. I thought it was shot really beautifully, and it was directed really well. It was like It was a really dark comedy, and uh, I surprised myself with how good, how much who I enjoyed it. Who did it? Somebody big did it, right? It's the guy who's done, like, the, I Greek always name. forget his Greek name, but he did, like, uh, like Killing he, of a Sacred Deer, and he did The Lobster. A favorite I never watched. Yes, which I didn't like either of those. I didn't like The Lobster. I love Killing of a Sacred Deer, randomly. I just really love that. Yeah, and the uh, favorite Yorgos Lanthimos. And you, you so the favorite never was never would have said that to me. Yeah, it was Olivia. They're all three. Rachel Wise is great. Olivia Coleman is great. She won the Oscar for it. Yeah, she won the best actress Oscar for it. Yeah, and uh, Emma Stone is great. And it's all shot. It's very like it's almost it like reminded me of like Barry Lyndon a lot. Yeah, those fish very, eye, those wide fish eye shots. Be- yeah, were crazy, incredible, like, man. Very like uh, Victorian sets oh, and like, wardrobe. It's amazing, dude. Yeah, and it's really funny. It's, it's like, really darkly funny. funny. Olivia Coleman's fucking incredible. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Very yeah. highly recommended. I gotta check it out. Yeah. Don't tell me the ending on that one because I'm gonna watch it. All right, sir.
Did you ever see, and it really is kind of a non-sequitur, but it came out a couple of years ago. It was the movie Thoroughbreds. I don't think we ever talked about yeah. it on the... What do you uh, think of that movie? Remind me. It is a... Like, it's kind of like the Heathers. I, it's kind of like Heathers. It's about these two I, girls that yeah. set up. The one girl's uh, stepdad. Right, stepdad? Or is there yeah, right, right Anna Taylor-Joy is the girl from The Witch. She was in it. She was like the lead. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It's super Hitchcockian. Like, they... they Take on when I saw it at um what's that place in Williamsburg, the Williamsburg Theater Draft House, Alamo Draft House, yeah, something like that. Night they Hawk. were like pl- playing clips of Hitchcock movies before you watch. Oh, those movies. nice! Was, I love the thing, that. I love that they do that. This, there's a scene. Like, there's like there's something going. I don't know how to describe this. All right, there's a spoiler alert coming. Uh-huh. Are you gonna watch it or no? Nah. They take full on. They just rip off an entire shot, but it's a shot that. Hitchcock started like they didn't. They're not the first to rip it off. Which uh, it's from Frenzy. It's when the guy's murdering the woman in the in the apartment, and they back back up, back up, back up, back up, and then you go from hearing the sound of the apartment into slowly the sound of the street, and then you're just out on the street and you don't hear what's what's going on in the apartment to give you the mm-hmm. idea of like nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, and they do that with the father's room, and they go down the stairs, and I think. I don't even think there's any ambient noise. It's not even a street. It's just like what's going on in the kitchen or whatever it is, or the silence of not being able to hear it downstairs, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But it's full on. They were trying an homage to, to Alfred Hitchcock. It yeah. was, it had to be what it was. And I think it was a lot of, I think the plot was that. Everything about it was like, we're just going to do our own version of the Hitchcock movie. Yeah, but no. It's, but it's, I never talked about it on the podcast, I don't think. And it's really, really good. And it's really deadpan, and it can be kind of funny. Yeah. It wasn't, a, it wasn't this amazing movie, but it was, it was definitely, you know, it yeah. wasn't as good as like a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Fair. If you can watch a Hitchcock movie, watch Rear Window, but if you, you know. Right, yeah. right. No, yeah. favorite, really, it, yeah, it surprised me, because... Yeah, it reminded me of, of uh, Amadeus a lot in there. Really, and, and Barry Lyndon. Yeah, just in the ornateness of the des- of the set design. Oh, how crazy! Like set design. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful wow. costume yeah. design was wild. Yeah, like, I didn't even realize that was uh, seventeen hundreds. It's, uh, 1700s. it's oh, okay, like early eighteenth yeah. century. Wow, it's Queen Anne. Yeah, like I didn't even realize that was Nicholas Holt until later. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, and you saw it too. I, I did. Say we, are, you know, we're all friends with Dan Saint Germain. Yeah, Saint Germain said, "Hey, he's an animal. Come, <laughs> he's, an animal. <laughs> he's an actual animal." <laughs> he was like, <laughs> you know, "He's like, do you want to come song. see it, it too with me?" I'm like, "No, I, you know, I hate, I hate scary movies. Why do you I, hate them?" I don't like getting scared. You don't like the jumps? You don't like getting scared? You're the best person to watch it with. That's what I... I love watching scary... I'm a huge horror movie Me guy. too. Yeah? Awesome. And I love... <laughs> isn't it the best to watch it with someone who hates it? Because, like... It, it works on them still. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. For yeah. me, like I still works on me though, which is why I still. Oh, really, good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. It works on me sometimes. Like, yeah, I, here's the thing: I really pick and choose my horror movies. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not like uh, hardcore where I got I know everything and I see everything. But yeah. I just I love the genre. Yeah. But I'm not seeing every single horror movie. Right. Or like even B horror movie or you know like the underground ones. Uh huh. Um. Well, there's a lot that are very bad, right? There's, there's tons sure, of that are like, sure. like name shit. a genre where there's not a bunch of bad. Examples. Absolutely, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. But that is something with horror. Like people are like, oh, you know, there's so many bad ones. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. they, it's not you, it's times, everybody. A lot of times they use no names, and they can be very, they can be very kind of like B movie feeling yeah. on purpose. That's well, why I think the, people go to that. It makes more money than any genre because it, it costs three million dollars to make. Except for it, that was like a sixty million dollar yeah. movie. Well, but look at the Blumhouse. You know, that's the model at Blumhouse. Yeah, it's like that's we're not going to make it over ten million. And like they got offered it chapter one and they turned it down because, because it would have been a big budget movie. Yeah, but then it ended up being the highest grossing horror movie of all time. <laughs> 
A number one? The biggest opening of a horror movie ever. Really? And It Chapter 2 is the second biggest opening of a horror movie ever. Oh my god! Yeah. And now, what's the verdict? Is it? Is it? It's creepy. It's super creepy. It's like it's. I don't want to. Here's my I'm problem. Still, I seen I'm not going to spoil. So I will a, still watch it. I'm not going to spoil a single thing. I'm just going to say that um, it, the middle hour is three hours. That's too that long. Was my other thing. Where I was it's like, too long. Oh, like we got to cut down. On Listen, it's eleven hundred. Yeah. 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 No, we do. We do. And we do. Like, absolutely. It's an eleven hundred and fifty page. Uh, book. Yeah. And so it's really long. Well, that's why it was originally a mini-series. Right. Yeah. Like the very right. first but production the of it. But even mini-series was what? Maybe four hours? <laughs> yeah. Maybe three and a half hours? And this uh, is now yeah. five and a half hours because it's part one and part right. two. And, and so it's just a little much, man. There's this whole hour in the middle. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's just... Um, Pennywise, it's, it happens in the first movie. It's bound to happen again. Pennywise just visits the adults one at a time. And the structure of that is the same every time he visits them. And so, like, by the second visit to the adults, you're like, oh, he's going to show up. There's going to be a flashback to when they were a kid. Then they're going to flashback to now. We're going to see how he scares them now. And it's like, and it just happens one after another. So, like, 10 minutes in, you're like, oh, I'm going to watch this for 50 minutes. And it just kind of dragged. The Did you enjoy the first thing, one? What's that? Did you enjoy the first one? I love one? the first yeah, one. Yeah. And I like this one. I like this one. The final act is amazing. Like, I thought the final right. act was, like, really fun. It was a little too big, but that's just what the book is. Like, Stephen King was snorting coke, and, like, he was like, let's put a magical turtle that carries the universe on its back. <laughs> that's not in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, and let's also make this guy a spider, and, like, this is crazy. And uh, I, I like the ending. I'm not going to get into it. Um, I will just say the movie as a whole is too much CGI for me. Um, I I think like practical stuff in horror is way scarier. I, absolutely, I think it was the less yeah. you do in horror, keep it simple. Yeah. That's why Blumhouse. If you go too big, you go. Well, I, I'm already kind of suspending not, my reality because yeah. it's a horror movie, and yeah. now I just know. Yeah, the it's too computerized. Yeah, man. If You're it like, is big, close. make it a set, make it a puppet, make it a, a a robot. If we have technology to make the digital effects so good, we also have the right. technology to make the practical effects good. So spend the money on practical because now I know the actors are actually on set with something that they're reacting to as opposed to like a tennis ball in the middle of a green screen, you know? And right. and so they're running and I'm like, you're not running from anything. And like, <laughs> and another weird thing in this movie, and it's just, you know, Stranger Things has to deal with it. They got to film really quick because the kids are growing up. Uh, a thing in this movie is there was a gap of like a couple years between shooting and these kids shot up in height and so they CGI'd the kids to be younger. Oh, uh, I saw that online. Yeah. yeah. And so there was multiple times I was looking the at these kid kids. The kid from Stranger Things did it. Wolfgang, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, he's so tall now, man. He's taller than yeah, me. Yeah, like, he's like 17. Or he's like they had 16. to shrink the guy. <laughs> like, uh, like a Wayans Brother movie. <laughs> and like make him something he's not. Like white chicks. Uh, yeah, it's like white chicks. <laughs> The Stranger and, Things kids got really lucky. They've done it really well. Yeah. With like, well, they jump a year each yeah, time yeah. for the story. Well, that's what's great about that story. But in this, it's, they, it's, they're cutting back to the same year in their life. But the kids are two years older, and and so I'm just looking at the faces. And and I asked somebody who didn't know that ahead of time. I asked him after the movie, "Did you notice their CGI faces?" He was like, "No, but I thought that they were acting worse. Like they were using <laughs> their face in a weird way." And I was like, "No, they weren't using their face in a weird way. A, CGI. Was. A computer a, a generator was was using it. You know what I mean? See, that's the problem." With with that CGI, that new CGI. Th- oh, sorry, buddy. That's the problem with that new CGI thing. Is that it's incredible. It works in certain realms. Like it worked with yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy with Kurt uh, Russell. Action movie. Yeah. Perfect. It's because it's Disney. Disney has the best. Um, oh, technology. Like yeah, the best uh, processing, whatever. Like they have like the best technology for it. Well, I also thought it was because you're you're not. You see him as a young guy for a scene or two. That's another thing. That's yeah. So I it also, can't be a whole movie. 
But not just that, Kurt Russell has been in a ton of movies as a young guy, and so they have a lot of references yes. to make him younger. Yeah, good and point. these kids have only been in one or two movies. And so so let me ask happen. you this. Is there a thing between, uh, I guess, production houses or companies or studios that they're all not basically using like the same kind of CGI software? Like, you know, like editors like Avid became the thing, and it was just like the stand, the industry standard. Mm-hmm. So you're saying there's like people who just do CGI better because they have the, the better technology. They're like, and we're not sharing it with anybody? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's also better advent. animators. Yeah, yeah, sure. But like, and more money. And, and like, so just, maybe they're under contract from certain students, you know. I went yeah. to a place yeah, once. Yeah, I more I money. They were sharing. I was in an office, and they were sharing, they were sharing their office with people who were doing... Uh, basically, this like they were doing the um, the editing for like for a live action movie, and the girl was doing it pixel by pixel by pixel. It was insane. Yeah, I would drive. I would shoot myself in the head. If frame I had by job. frame, sometimes frame yeah. by frame, and then and then she would let a picture. Hey, we need to have tears rolling down this girl's face. So pixel by pixel, she was placing tears down, and then yeah. you know, you think you have a whole tear done, and you're you're not even <laughs> you're not even on. One, <laughs> yeah. one little droplet. Oh, yeah. my Lord. And that's partially bad planning. And it's like, uh, first of all, I, anything I know about this is from this amazing YouTube series called uh, CGI Artists React to Good and Bad CGI. Oh, that sounds great. There's, yeah. one I gotta through, check that out. there's like episodes one through ten of that now. And it's incredible. Do they watch like Scorpion King to, you know, Thanos? And they, and they just pick out all they the just, shit. They tell like why that's bad and like who, <laughs> like. Who, uh, why they, the, the artists even came across something that was so hard to do. And it's usually because of like bad scheduling or like bad planning with the director and the producers. It's just like, let's just shoot it. The, the artists will figure it out later. It's like, if you work together, it's much easier. Like, because they know what they're going to encounter when, right. they the, when they get the film. Yeah. That's like when, I, but this also might be a time thing. When Gladiator came out and they did the CGI in Gladiator, there was a lot of big faux pas in that. There's, there's well, one, one guy that, that like died and they, uh, one, guy, one of the stunt guys, right? Or no, one, not or even, one. dude. Um, Oliver Reed, the amazing actor. Oh, Oliver Reed. yeah, but he died yeah, they, during making it. During yeah. making it, and they put him in another scene. CGI. Well, no, also, even with the tiger, there was a tiger scene where he's going after Russell Crowe, mm. and if you watch it, his arm, the, the tiger's <laughs> arm goes through Russell Crowe. Uh, like, it's like one of the ma- <laughs> it's a major... Yeah. It's a major, major They'll point mistake. out that stuff. They'll go, like, frame by frame. Like, there's, like, a really bad plane crash in Air Force One with Harrison Ford. And they show frame by frame. At one frame, the plane just disappears. Like, it's just not there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it's back uh-huh. a second later. But that's from, you know, look at that. Air Force One's 97. Yeah, so they yeah. had way less to deal with. Yeah. Now they can just do whatever, almost do whatever they want, and it's easier mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. So they can concentrate on things. Yeah. But the thing with, uh, like, your friend who, like, had to do tear, you know, if they would have said ahead of time, hey, we're, gonna, we're about to shoot this we're gonna need a tear coming down the face this actress can't cry uh how should we shoot her so it's easier for you to add a tear she yeah. would say like well let, make sure she doesn't move her face and literally that's all i need but if she was moving her face it was probably harder you know yeah because they said it after the fact like god damn it this actress couldn't cry you know can you add this but she kept jumping around yeah right yeah, exactly yeah. uh let's get to the meats and potatoes of the Pottercast. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great matchup. Love uh, this do, matchup. Do you want to say what we're doing there? Sure. We did one Jim Carrey movie last week in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So we uh, we're talking to our friend Evan here today, and he threw out Cable Guy, mm. which is a, a movie a lot of our guests go to. I've realized. Mm. So we usually ask our guests. We go, yeah, mm-hmm. just some movies you love, you're passionate about that we can pit. Against another movie, and uh, I'll start off by saying I, I'm not a big fan of Cable 
guy, which is why I'm going to be defending it against or defending Truman Show against against it. it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I want to. Usually I would start with you, Evan, but yeah. I didn't know you were not. Such, such, such <laughs> I kind of kept it from you the whole time. I go, God, I got some ammo. Going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, why don't you just start off? Why aren't you? A I fan? hate cable guy. Do you Ooh. hate it? I hate it. It's beloved. I know people love it. I don't know. I, if don't, it's I don't love it. I think I think it's, it's beloved. It's beloved from a certain generation. Underrated. Certain the people that group. love it do really love it because it's underrated and it bombed at the box office. It has semi okay reviews. It's like a fifty something percent. I think. And here's the thing. I yeah. First, so there's a couple things for me personally. I don't love Jim Carrey. Ooh. Uh, I love Dumb and Dumber. Uh, you don't love I Jim don't Carrey love now. His you whole never did. Canon of films. If you just his whole canon, I don't love most of the things he's done. I Ace just kind of think it's just I, Ace Ventura one and Dumb and Dumber. I would have to say, and I enjoy the Truman Show. That might be it for me. The, the mask. mask. It's the mask. Just, there's so much repetitive here. And here's the thing. This is also which is why it's a good tie-in for me too. Uh, true. Uh, Cable guy directed by Ben Stiller, yeah. another guy I fucking can't stand. Oh, there you go. Really? I can't stand. And well, the two DNA of them, all go, in it. Oh, yeah. this is such garbage. So you've oh, always wow. felt that way? You mean later later as you're in comedy, as you're older? When I, well, yeah, I mean, obviously when I was younger, I got more of a kick out of Jim Carrey and his just like buffoonishness. I loved him on In Living Color. Dude, that's so funny you said buffoonishness because <laughs> I, I swear I think that's exactly what Tommy Lee Jones said to him. <laughs> Yes, um, it is. Yeah, yeah. When he when they were working on uh, Batman Forever together, he could tell that Tommy Lee Jones didn't respect him. And he yeah. Was, and he went up to Tommy and he was like, "Would you like to get like a bite to eat or something? Talk about the role." And he was like, "Your buffoonery." He says something like, "I have well, no hate, patience for your buffoonery." Yes, oh, I, I think is what he I said. The way he makes the Riddler <laughs> Jim Carrey, he just it, it becomes a Jim Carrey character. Well, right? they, oh, they hired on. him exactly oh, to do that. Come on, come on. They hired him to do that. They were like, "Please, I guess, but it's like be Jim he, Carrey." How, hold me. on, how far off is the Riddler from Jim Carrey? The, the TV version was what's his name. He's not that TV version. All right, but it's just got these little Jim Carrey mannerisms. Well, the Riddler is there. Okay, so personally, I the the comic book and the animated series. Anime yeah, series but nobody the best shows like only competent pay that stuff. <laughs> all right, well, it, he just annoys me. I guess is my thing. I no, that's fine. why the Truman Show is a nice departure from that. I go, oh, it's something I can actually stomach of Jim Carrey because he's not doing the just you know the bendy kind of well, I'm Jim Carrey about everything. I think but the Cable outside, Guy is also it that. also falls I, into that is, uh, is no, he out of his comfort zone a little bit. First of all, the list I hate as a choice. Okay, but the, right. The but the Cable Guy. It's dark, man. It's dark. That's what the people and say. He's, and he's a like, sick man. He's like, uh, he, I, I get that. Yeah, it's you know, he's an awkward, lonely, like disturbed person. I thought I that that was like the, the first same, time you can say the same things for Truman. Truman? He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a person who was never really allowed to grow up. He's been stuck in the same thing. It's actually kind of dark when he starts to realize that this might not be real life. You know what I mean? It's like there's outside but yeah. here's the controlling. Thing is, is oh, you, I love and I Truman love Show. Truman Show too. So it's like I'm not really gonna be like, yeah, you know what? Truman Show does. Suck. No, go ahead. <laughs> like, I, I a lot of times when you I do think the podcast, great. you find yourself pitted against another movie you also enjoy. Yeah, of course. Um, I just I think that um, I don't think that Truman Show and Cable Guy are the same thing and the same struggle for him as an actor. I think I think that like Truman Show 
it's darker and it's like realer, but I don't think you're ever like rooting against him. Like you're always rooting for him, and he's lovable the whole yes. time. Okay, sure. And like it's and it and it ends really well, and it's it, you know there's a button on it, you know. And I think the cable guy, you, even at the end, you're like, man, I I didn't like you for the whole movie, and at the end, I feel bad for you. It's not like I'm happy for you at any point. It's it's really dark. It's got a way creepier vibe. It's it's more of a risk, and it was a definite yeah, risk because it vibe. failed. And oh, I can't stand a lot of some of those scenes are. Just Nightmare so hard scene? to watch. As a horror fan, you didn't like the nightmare scene? No, I didn't like the nightmare that scene. That was so I didn't well like shot. like the whole naughty uh, password game and the whole nipple. I hate the fucking way he says... It drives me up a goddamn tree, dude. Uh, I don't like the, uh, the party they have. Like when he... If and he throws the party and that brother's out. Yeah, the yeah. karaoke. It's just so fucking... Ha- oh, God, it really fucking... Well, well I, I told you last time we did the show... I, I, <laughs> I, told, yes. I told you my Jim Carrey issue. I, I, I mentioned my Jim Carrey issue before where... What's oh, yours? Where he... The fact that now he's like almost denouncing the things that made him a multi-multi-millionaire. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like there's things that he's like... He Basically, yeah, he has that whole story money, from when he was younger and he goes, I wrote myself a million dollar check and then I was that finally yeah. able to cash yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like and then now everything he does is like I'm an artist and I, uh, this is yeah, all bullshit. And, and I am you and Relax. you are me and You're this is all energy and we're connected. Yeah. Right. And there's fuck off. That, For Twenty years. Yeah. Man, the moon is like you can like you doing that documentary is fascinating. Yeah, like you, I can't stomach him doing Andy Kaufman, who I also not a huge. Fan Have you of, seen Jim and Andy? No. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's fascinating, I saw, I saw man. It. It's, it's creepy. It's so funny you to watch would, that because... Andy, you would, you would hate him even more. <laughs> would you would hate it even more, but love the documentary, and you'd right. love... I, I'll watch it. I'll you watch would it. love everyone in the documentary that's not Jim Carrey. Because they yeah. hate Because him. they, they hated they, yeah. the experience, and like, you look, you go to, like, they talk to Jerry the King Lawler, and, right, and he's right, like, right, right. yeah, well, he was doing what he thinks was like a Daniel Day-Lewis thing, where he was in character, but like, he would come up to my trailer as Andy... And I would be taking his shit, and he would shake my trailer, and I'd fall off the toilet, and I'd run outside and be like, what the hell? And it's like, hey, dude, Andy was nice to me. He's like, <laughs> he's like, we're wrestlers. It was like an act. Like, we were mean to each other on camera. We were friends. Like, we were really nice to each other. So this character you think you're embodying, you're actually not. And but it's Andy like, yeah. would, would fuck with people from Taxi, though. As yeah, Tony Clifton. As Tony Clifton. Right. So they had to live it twice. Like, what's his name? Judd Hirsch had to live that twice <laughs> because he got cast as himself in Man yes, of the Moon. Yeah. So he was terrorized by Andy Kaufman on Taxi, and then he played himself in Taxi on in Man of the Moon and terrorized by. I agree. Jim I think Carrey. it's I think it's corny that he did that on the set of. Yeah, that, yeah, that, dude. Yeah. You you hear about like a, a PA that had to you know deal with all that, and you're like, God. That's yeah, not yeah. Worth the it's, it's basically like I'm saying. It's it's his attempt at holding on to artistic credibility. Yeah. So what's happening is he's going, yeah, I did Ace Ventura and I did the good liar liar and all these like straight up comedies. Uh, and Truman Show was the, his first step where he, I guarantee, yeah, he took he he was famously well, making Show was twenty what, million a year. Ninety nine, no, no, ninety eight got released in the summer ninety eight, and he took way less money. Still a decent amount of money, but he didn't take his famous twenty million a roll. He made like he took like twelve million to do it because he didn't want to be stereotyped. But I think it was too late. I mean, and then you were like, remember that movie, The Majestic, which is just so oh, yeah. That one's a just, stinker, man. That uh, one's a stinker. But people have this, stinkers, man. Yeah, but I'm saying, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, it's not a Jim Carrey fan over here. Yeah, well, that I cannot I, change I, today. Um, but you that's know, a big I think I think if you were to watch certain things with like a different lens, you might 
like at least be able to appreciate what uh, Ben Stiller was trying to do, maybe. Mm. Because like I, I but I, here's I, a guy who I think gets caught. That's that's why that there was a bad pairing because both of those guys do the exact same character and make the exact same choices in every movie they make. You could rattle off four Ben Stiller movies in the same uh, with different titles, but they're the same plot in the same movie. You know, and, well, yeah, it's yeah. the same guy. Heartbreak and Kid and mean, Along like, Came uh, Polly yeah, exactly. are the same Along movie. Came Polly, yeah, Heartbreak yeah. Kid. Yeah. Oh, uh, the guy I'm not yeah. He's a bumbling, kind of lovable guy. But Tropic same, Thunder. I've never, never even was a fan of any of the Meet the Parents franchise. Even you know, it's just like uh-huh. it was to me the <laughs> beginning of the dumbing down of De Niro. Yeah. You know, oh uh, yeah, that's just, just like it worked. In and the I first know that's one, not Ben Stiller's fault, but still, yeah. I, even the first one, it's just like, all right. Well, the first one was get it. They, they was some, it was already made. It was a movie that was made. And they bought. You know about that, right? No. I didn't oh, know that. there was a movie called Meet the Parents or whatever it was called, and it was a small indie movie, and they bought the rights to that and they just redid it with stars. Wow. That's what you hope for your small indie movie, but they hope they'll put you in it. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. That's I don't know if this guy was in it, but I only I think they gave it a story credit or whatever it was, and they bought like the rights to the whole thing. Yeah, I know what you're saying about Jim Carrey. I am on your side as far as Truman Show goes, but I do appreciate what he's done. So like. When he was fine with the fact that he was trying to be famous and he was, like you said, you loved him on In Let Me Color. Like when he's in his wheelhouse, I love him. And Truman Show is like outside of his wheelhouse, but all it's still quality. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I, yeah, I think it's just a, all around a better movie. It's a, it's, it's a little more deeper movie. Um, it's got, it's more, a little more themes that run a little deeper, obviously, than Cable Guy. But I both you can make some similar points. There's too. themes, yeah. I mean, there's there themes. are themes where you know there's obsession the, and loneliness, and you know, um, it, which I think Truman Show also has. I think, despite Truman's a lonely character in the end, you know what I mean? Like if you just take a look at it's it's he doesn't seem to be he's not perceived as lonely because millions no, and millions of people are watching alone. him. He's absolutely but completely he is alone. totally alone. He, there's you know everyone in his life that he thinks is Fake. in his life is not in his life. They go home at the end of the day and, and like talk to their regular family. Like presumably you know they're they're actors. Well, it's a good. It's definitely a good ending. Truman Show has a great ending. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Cable Guy, Cable Guy almost has like a, solid endings. I will give Cable Guy that. I'm glad they killed the character off. It would have been such a lesser movie if it was just like. Did they kill oh, the no. Yeah, he dies. Oh yeah, you're he right. Dies he dies in the satellite. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He dies Up in the satellite. The I forgot Thieving. about that. Even you don't like that, right? <laughs> Cable <Thieving>. die. Even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I will uh, say the movie has kept medieval times open. That's pretty. <laughs> yeah, good. I think you're right. It's done a lot for medieval <laughs> times, and I so, appreciate it for that because no, we the, went to Mike Racine's birthday there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. Aesthetics wise, I'm also on the side of the Truman Show. I think it's shot better. Yeah, it's a I little nicer it, to look at. <laughs> it's nicer to look at. But it's Ron one, Howard. You know what I mean? I mean, it is like I, re- I actually respect Ben Affleck. Oh, Jesus no, Christ. it's not Ron Howard. Uh, ben Stiller he didn't direct it. No, it's uh, I thought he did. It's no, somebody it's, else. Uh, it's not Ron Howard. It was written by Scott Nichol and it's directed by. No, Scott Weir was the director, yes. and somebody Nichol was the writer. Oh wow! Dude. Andrew, Why did Andrew I think Nichol. that was Ron Howard? Andrew dude? Nichol and a- Scott Weir. Andrew Nichol was the writer, and yeah, Scott Weir was the director. Why did I? They might have been maybe Scott Weir think, produced. Uh, Scott Weir did like you know three other movies or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, one of those kind of things. Um, <laughs> it's funny the they wanted that guy Nichol to direct, and they were like, "No, we don't think," because they gave it like a big budget, and then actually the guy came in really under budget. But then the first film he actually ended up directing was Gattaca. Gattaca, yeah. 
Gallagher. Which uh, I didn't mind Gallagher. I like Gallagher, I like man. Gallagher too, but yeah. it always Did takes it bomb? Did it bomb Gallagher? Definitely. It definitely oh, didn't make yeah, a lot of good. money. Yeah. I but, thought the idea was great. I remember watching Gattaca. It had that it had that great uh Norm MacDonald doing Larry King when he would do a CNN show and he'd go, All right, gang, for my money, film of the year, Gattaca. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a funny so what, what do we come down to then? What 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 is the he did the director? The directing is better on Truman Show. Yeah, I just want to say something quick about Ben Stiller is that he always wanted to be a director, and I I love. It's that funny how many people are like that because Jonah Hill's in lot, that yeah, part yeah. now. But yeah, I, I heard Ben Stiller on some podcast recently, and he was like, "I just I always wanted to be a director," and, and the acting came and the way that you feel about his movies. He actually felt that way about himself. He was like, "I was getting cast as like the fuck, the likable guy in a bad relationship," yeah, and he was like, but, "Yeah," and it was driving him crazy. And now he's directing like good stuff. He, he directed that great show on Showtime, The Escape from McNamara or whatever it's called. Oh, Danamora. Danamora, yeah. Um, I didn't see that, but and yeah, listen, I think but a lot of people a- who get in want to or have the egos to be. I can do everything. I which I totally understand, and I get that. Um. And I would never knock anybody for yeah, go up, but yeah, get do your thing, make your money, yeah. and you know, yeah. have a career, absolutely. Yeah. But for the purposes of what we do here, I'm totally gonna shit on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I hear. Um, I'll tell you, like, I like. I'm both. sure. Look, Jerry Stiller is one of my favorite people of all time. Mm-hmm. As we, you know, it's one of those things where uh, if you, when it comes to the the the, the um, what was I gonna say? Uh, when it comes to Ben Stiller. His career could have gone a totally different way. Like he, a lot of those guys, I guess they want to be directors and they get into acting because they're better at acting than. Ben that's Affleck, happened with Jonah Hill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Ben Affleck did he always want to be a director as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, he the the first thing he did. They wrote Good Will Hunting. Yeah, he was trying to. But they never wrote anything I think after it's that. Natural to want to try He's and written. do that. You know what I mean? It's like you yeah. Know, but if, if you when look you're at in that industry, you always want to be able to like, oh, I can. I have a vision. I can see this. Early yeah. Ben Stiller. And now I have the uh, I have the leverage to be able to make something. Yeah. Early Ben Stiller is. You ever watch Empire of the Sun, the movie? No, it's I've great. Not. You never saw it? No, it's fantastic. Is that the one where he's an addict? No, Which one was uh, he an no that's permanent midnight. Permanent midnight. Yeah, where he plays yeah. a writer, but I didn't know this until years later. It's the writer of Alf. It's the guy who created oh, Alf. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's the point of the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Because it's a puppet in the movie, yeah. and yeah. But no, he he played like one of the uh, one of the Air Force guys that got captured in Empire of the Sun. It's it's a such an under Christian Bale when he was thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it? wow. And he's great. It's yeah. definitely worth it. It's Spielberg. It's also timeless. You can watch it now. And you can, uh, one of the only Spielbergs I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Really? Empire it's the Sun, so yeah. good. I haven't either, yeah. It's I can't sad. think of another Spielberg it's well acted. I haven't it's, it's so well shot. Speaking it's, of Captured and Christian Bale, have you seen Rescue Dawn? Uh, Werner no. Herzog directed it. It's fantastic. Yeah, man. I heard it's great. Steve Zahn, actually, yes, in that I movie. Have. Puts in a hell of a performance. I, really, Steve's the, on underrated man. Oh yeah, he was incredible in that movie. He like loses his mind when they're like trying to escape a Vietnam. Camp. Another true, yeah, yeah. Um, that happens a lot. With, with, that's why they say with comedic actors. That's why they bring them in for a lot of stuff. Like yeah, that. like you can reach drama more than dramatic actors can reach comedy. Mm-hmm. The comedy is the hardest thing. Well, I feel like they can count on the one hand the amount of dramatic famous actors that were able to pull off comedy and then became comedy staples. Uh, Gene Wilder. 
Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Gene I love Wilder the story. Gene himself. Yeah. I yep. love the, uh, Mel Brooks's story of Gene Wilder discovering Gene Wilder. Because Gene Wilder, let me know if you heard this, but he, uh, he was acting in uh, one of Mel Brooks's wife's plays. And he, like, Mel Brooks went to the show and. It was a serious play, but everyone was just laughing. It was just like <laughs> laughing all the time he was up there. And he was getting mad. He was like getting mad at these people. And so Mel went up to him afterwards and was like, you are the funniest person I've ever seen. <laughs> and, yeah. and and Gene Wilder was like, why is so frustrated? I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be serious. I'm not funny. And then and Mel was like, hey, hey, hey. He was like. You have no control over the fact that you got the thing, yeah. but you got the thing. Yeah, yeah. So use true. the thing. You know what I mean? And, and, and it was true because he would play. He played it straight so much. <laughs> yeah, and it was brilliant. It was amazing. That's always funnier. If Absolutely. you push the funny, well, it's that, not Leslie funny Nielsen anymore. Leslie Nielsen was a serious actor. That's before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, play it completely straight and deadpan. And yeah, and you go. That's some of the greatest comedic. <laughs> yeah, Bill Murray, dude. Bill Murray and plays was, the and Leslie Nielsen was a dramatic actor in like the in like the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but uh, what's there's a name? bunch of guys like that. I mean, uh, and especially those guys in the uh, um, the Zucker Brothers movies. They use those guys a lot. Oh yeah. Where, uh, what's um, his name? Uh, the his partner. Well, Bridges. Uh, uh, Lloyd, a, Lloyd Bridges is kind of like Lloyd that. Bridges is yeah. very much like that. Yeah, mm. a lot of those movies where they would just use these old serious actors and put them in completely comedic roles. That's like a Tarantino thing almost. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. taking somebody that we've forgotten about or see or put in a box and bringing them out of the box. Well, look, you look at Gene Wilder. You look, watch it. Well, there's an interview he did with 92Y before he died. And it's boring. It's it's just him. Yeah, yeah. He's just an old curmudgeon. That yeah, yeah. Like, I'm cold. Like it's just like him, like <laughs> not being that funny and being and not getting yeah. why he was funny and like not being that even that personable for an interview. Like it was. Don't get me wrong. It was fine. But I'm like he comes off like just just an old dude that's at the end of his rope. Well, comedians, yeah. we have those friends, man, who just like they're the funniest people in the world, and like they, they would never be able to channel it on stage, you know. And like yeah, they're just sure. so fun. Like the funniest people I've ever. Ever met are never my do, never knuckleheads back yeah. in North yeah. Carolina? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do, should we do a final re- uh, rebuttal here? As far as like w- one sentence <laughs> on why you? He's a brick wall with I this think, man. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, know. I think we just have to agree to disagree on it. <laughs> yeah, this well, is gonna guess, be well, you hate the fact is your hate for Ben Stiller and and Jim Carrey has uh, I, well, that joined has, forces, and that's why you hate this movie. No, I that's not why. I just think it's a... I think it's a perfect storm of hatred. Yeah, it is a perfect <laughs> storm of hatred. It really you guys, is. Individually, I don't like yeah. on their own. But, to yeah, I just... Uh, like, the just the, the hackiness, the tropes of the movie annoy me. The, the way the choices it- they make... In the movie, annoy me. I, I I don't like the way Jim Carrey acts out his character in the movie. You don't like that I don't Matthew even... Broderick killed a person with his car. He's <laughs> 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 just holding real life things against it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I don't even remember that in the movie. Yeah, this is real life. Yeah. Like, I think Truman Show, just because it's such a more interesting interesting plot. Just a bit. You're right. There's way more of a bigger take there. There's way more going on yeah. than in Cable Guy. Cable Guy is just single white female with the cable guy and it's just goofy and it's but it's shot dark and to be honest it, it failed because they put Jim Carrey in it like like 
That's what I'm saying. It's good that he oh, was trying I, to be change things up. Yeah, but you put another darker actor in that, and it would probably. I would have liked to have seen. I that. think it failed because they put Jim Carrey in it because of our expectations we put on people. Absolutely, people saw Jim happened. Carrey in the trailer, and they're like, "I'm going to go watch Ace Ventura 3. And then they went there, and it wasn't yeah. Ace Ventura three, but it, it, was it was lacking, weirder like, and darker, and you know, yeah, it throws you off when you're watching it. And you're like, yeah. "Oh, I see." Expectations what they're going for are huge, man. Like, yeah. like I've noticed this with uh, A24, man. A24 puts out trailers that look like horror movies, and you go there, and it's actually just like an art house drama film. Like, oh, like, like, like a that ghost story. In the forest with the sci-fi thing? Uh, I don't remember exactly what you mean, but... Uh, I forget the name of it. It's, yeah, it's with the, an A. It starts with an A Like, also. The Witch was not like a... I mean, it's horror, but it's it's not yeah, like horror the, the way wanted, people wanted horror. Oh, The Witch looked like a straight-up horror movie. Uh, it looked, that was one of the yeah. scariest trailers I ever saw in my life, and then it <laughs> yeah. totally didn't live up it's to It's like a period me. drama. Totally. Yeah. Oh, and my then God, there's this was... one, It Comes at Night, which is absolutely not horror. It's just... Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic, like, dreadful drama, like, just bleak, bleak drama like The Road. And the trailer made Love it the made it seem like Great there was too. something that comes at night. It made it seem like right, there was a right, monster. Right. Like the trailer was really shot. Like there was yeah, a it's monster. In the title. It's in the title. <laughs> it comes at night. We're waiting and for it. Literally not. It's like a you know. It's a metaphor or whatever. I just yeah. remembered. Uh, the, I, this might be also another reason subconsciously why I don't like Cable Guy. Chris. It was originally written for Chris Farley. He turned uh. it down. And wow. it would have been a whole totally different movie. <laughs> that would have been a and crazy. I, I can movie. Picture, crazy I, you can almost picture the Farley doing his Farley thing, but yeah. I, I, I it would have been interesting to see. Yeah. I think for either of those dudes, you'd have to lighten up. It could still be creepy and weird, but you'd have to lighten up the look. I, yeah, I think it would the tone. Because if you look at like right now, I, I bring up this movie sometimes in the podcast. I love, and it's really goofy, and it's not really the same, but it's similar. Is Clifford Clifford? With Martin Short. With Martin Short. I love it. I yeah. love it as a comedy. It's so silly, I mean, I mean, Martin Short's, you know. What? Uh, it's hard to find anything that he's going to do wrong. No, uh, well, no, way way more immensely talented what, and funnier than Jim Carrey. What I'm is. saying is this. That you could... Think about this. You have Ben Stiller direct Clifford. It comes off way different. You put a dark take on Clifford. Sure. It comes off way different. The last 20 minutes of Clifford is way darker than the earlier part of the movie. Yeah. Because it's set up just like a goofy 80s comedy, 90, early 90s comedy. Yeah. But you have something behind it where they're like, oh, yeah, we there's like a creepier script here that we could like concentrate on. You have Cable Guy. That's what I'm saying. Like You could, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. pull it off that way. That's why I think... Hey, they took the swing, they missed. That's why I go a Truman Show because Cable Guy, they brought it back into the the middle of as far as like I mean, you always look look at movies how they're shot like on the, the light spectrum. So it's like you, you shot it too dark, literally dark, you literally physically dark, dark, physically yeah, yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought that up a little bit. You maybe the most, some of the comedy would have been gotten away with it. And for me, I love I love individuality, man. And I just I I like that they didn't brighten it, man. I like that I, they didn't brighten I like the it. attempt, the, yeah. but it didn't work out. The final, it thing. did not. It and didn't work out. Yeah, that's no. what, yeah. It bond and you know Andy hates it. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy's that was their main goal. Is that Andy would love it and. Uh, uh, Evan, thank you so much for doing this. Thank man. you guys, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, come back because we should have him on all the time. Because I know Evan's a great. He knows guy. so much. I'm sorry if I talk too much. Not at all. all. No, not at all. Stick about it. Um, uh, where can like we find you? <laughs> yeah, plug away. Plug uh, away. Yeah, I mean, you can find me uh, at, on Instagram at it's Evan Williams. You can find my dates at evanwilliamscomedy.com. Perfecto. Very cool. And uh, Mr. Fiore, you can listen to my Sirius XM radio show if you have that service every Thursday live at 4 p.m. on. 
SiriusXM channel 99. And uh, for all my dates, you can find me at andyfury.com. I got Omaha, Nebraska coming up, at the Funny Bone, a bunch of road coming up in the fall. And it's Andy Fury on social media. And I am at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. And you can check SeanDonnellyComedy.com for all my dates. Also, I have a show on Sirius once a month. It's called Celebrate. It's on Raw Dog. And that is the show. Thank you guys so much again. Andy, good to see you, brother. As always, yes. And what else do you want to tell him, Andy? I, you guys have been so great at tweeting at us, at, at Defend Your Movie. You guys have very uh, been very engaged, which we love. Me and Sean will always write back. And we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. And if there's any matchups you want to see, uh, throw, them at, uh, throw them at us. Yeah. Uh, email us, defendyourmovie at gmail.com. But if you can, definitely tweet, tweet, tweet away. We will respond, and we'll get, we'll get a movie conversation going, and we'll get some likes on it, and we'll be fun. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and thank you so much. Bye.